0: success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement Podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. There is a chance the Fed may raise interest rates from a quarter to a half point. I want you to hear this clip from economist Mohammed El Aran. He tells Bloomberg that he believes the Fed is flip-flopping, and that's sending the wrong message. They are now coming across as incredibly hawkish, A few weeks ago, they were coming across as incredibly dovish. So I don't really know where they are. It seems like a roller coaster right now. They've lost credibility when it comes to inflation fighting. They've lost credibility in terms of their ability to forecast inflation, and they've lost control of their policy narrative. And that's why you're seeing this volatility in the marketplace every time we hear something from Chair Powell. So Elrond says that the Fed is trying to catch up with bigger rate hikes, which could eventually cause a recession. So is that the kind of impact that we could be bracing for?
1: For sure. I mean, on this show, we've talked about the fact that they need to get after those interest rates. I was saying, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the March uh, meeting was coming up that I was hoping that they would raise interest rates by a half a percent and they only raised it by 0.25. And then immediately they came out and they started floating like, hey, what if we did do a half a percent? What do you guys think about that? Kind of asking the market their thoughts, which it's like you don't want to shock the market. You don't want to cause, you know, things to just plummet and just go crazy. But if you don't get on top of this inflation and you don't do it soon, you're going to have some major problems because we're already starting to see some major signals. I was showing Damon a crazy thing that the consumer confidence survey that they just issued and just kind of came out with the latest numbers. When they go out and ask people, hey, what's your opinion of the economy, the future, what, what your take is on your ability to you know, pay for your needs? we're almost back to 2008 and 2009 levels that's how the the average person out there is feeling because every time they go to the gas pump and every time they go to the grocery store they feel like they're paying a way more every single time for the goods that they absolutely need that it's not optional goods and so we've got some serious problems that we've got to be addressing and so uh, I don't think there's ever been a more important time to make sure you have a financial plan because we just talked about the spring training event we had with clients and I had a few clients who are like oh man I, I bet you guys have been really busy um, with handling people's questions and concerns about what's going on and I, I literally was able to say you know what we haven't had too many people calling in and asking about things because of the way that we communicate the moves that we've made with our portfolio we we de-risked our portfolio quite a bit in february and in march and so a lot of the volatility we're experiencing right now our clients aren't experiencing a whole lot of that and so we have a plan and they know that there's a plan and that is critical right now because this is where that whole fear and panic and all of that starts taking over our emotions and it has been proven time and time again that when that happens we as humans make really dumb decisions and this is where people start making poor decisions with their finances where they start selling at the wrong time they you know start stuffing money under the mattress they do things that end up costing them quite a bit and so again if you're floundering if you don't feel like you have a plan if you haven't heard from your advisor if you don't feel like you have a strategy to handle some of this volatility and have a plan for how you're going to protect wealth during some of these you know volatile times give us a call. There is a better way. There's a way to have a plan that can handle these type of things so that you can be better prepared.
2: At that same client event, um, I was sitting there and we we actually invite our clients to, to bring some friends. And so sometimes they'll bring grandchildren and kids and family, but sometimes they'll just bring a, another couple. And I happened to be talking to one of my clients uh, and they came, they've been only our client since um, the end of the year last year and the reason that they switched the biggest reason they came in was they were worried about the markets. They had a year left before retirement, everything was high and they just had a lot of uncertainty about what if the market goes down and what if uh, these things and, and when should we take social security and all these questions that had not been answered by their current advisor. And so, you know, we built that plan for them and the comment was, Damon our timing was perfect. Mm. <laughs> they said we we changed everything at the end of last year and now we're sitting here and normally in 2020 when the markets are going down I was panicking and this was this was the wife who who typically is the one watching it all the time. She says I was panicking, I was stressed, but through these downturns I haven't been stressed and I asked her I said why and she said well because I understand the plan that we now have and I understand the philosophy and I see what you guys are doing to de-risk the portfolio and I see that our yes there's been some downturn right because we have money in the market but as I compare it to where I was or what the markets are doing it's not even anywhere close and and she says it feels really good and I and we were just talking about that at the end of the conversation the friend was sitting there and she said man, I would like to have that security. Mm. I would like to feel that peace. And I don't, she goes, I am you right now. And she so she said, do you have a card? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a card that we can talk to? And can we build this plan that allows me to have some of these answers? Because I don't, I don't have them. And it's this type of uncertainty, you know, that comes from the Fed flip-flopping and saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Um, or it's, is there going to be more, COVID restrictions is there not is the you know the market's going to go up it's going down it's it's you know rebounding here and it's going down two percent this day so there's a lot of uncertainty and the market hates that and we as individuals don't like uncertainty and and the only way to have certainty is to have an understanding of your plan and understanding that yeah the market is going to go up and it's going to go down throughout the rest of your investment years but what's happening during those times to either protect or help you grow and to accomplish your goals as you move into retirement so that you've got a steady flow of income? You have you can continue to live your life and not feel like you have to cut everything away and not have to focus so much on, on the ups and downs of the market.
0: Yeah, we invite you to call Cute Wealth Advisors to schedule that consultation so you can have these conversations about getting ahead of this. 480-680-6868. No cost, no obligation consultation. We're going to sit down with Damon. You're going to sit down with Matt, and they're going to personally build you a plan so you can weather the storm. And we got about a minute left here, Matt. When you had this great client event last week, outside of like the interest rates, What was on the people's mind? What were people coming to you with, with some of their fears and concerns about what's going to affect their retirement portfolios?
1: Well, again, everybody had just questions about, hey, what do we think the market's going to be doing? You know, people don't pay attention to what the interest rate hikes or what the Fed is necessarily doing, but they, they're they obviously watching their accounts and seeing some of the headlines. And so they're just kind of talking about what do we expect for the future? And so we were able to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're planning for, some of the de-risking strategies we implemented to protect assets during this period of time and then some of the signals will be looking forward to, to take advantage of maybe a potential recovery and so again it was more just some general conversations about the market but you know honestly most people we just wanted to talk about their family and you know the Christmas card we had sent out with our family and what's mm-hmm. going on with our lives and so it was it was just You know, you get together and you start talking about those things. And it's really more about just what's happening in their lives and our lives. And it's just it's just fun to rub shoulders with some of the people that you work with in a more casual environment and have a chance to kind of get to know them better. I want you to hear this clip from Ed Slott, because if you inherit an IRA or
0: a 401k from your parents, well, the IRS has changed some rules. And Ed Slott told Morningstar that it's going to make things more complicated for your beneficiaries you inherited from somebody who was already over 72 and taking rmds in that case for some strange reason irs says once the person who died started taking their rmds you can't stop the train so for years one through nine you're going to have to take required minimum distributions but then by the end of the 10th year everything again has to come out so if we see this happening in our future is there a way that we can plan
1: Well, it's already starting to happen, right? So, again, they changed the law now that you can't do what's called a stretch IRA, where you inherit money from a parent and you have the ability to stretch the distributions out over your entire life. Now they're saying it happens within 10 years. Now they might even change the rule more that says you have to constantly take distributions whether you want it during that 10 years or not, and it has to be totally, you know, spent by the end of the 10 years. I mean, those are major changes that are happening that's going to make passing on an ira uh, have a lot more tax consequences to the beneficiaries then again does the irs like that yes does the u.s government like that they are getting more of their tax revenue and be able to start paying some of the bills for all the debts we borrowed on yeah for sure that's why they're doing it but there there are ways to handle that so i just actually met with a client they've been a client for about seven years and he's getting close to having to take his required minimum distributions he's turning 72 this year and they they live a great life, but they do not need any of this money that's going to be coming from these required minimum distributions. And it's a substantial amount. They're probably going to have to take seventy five to $80,000 out this first year in required minimum distributions. And so we had a conversation. We sat there and said, okay, what do we do with this money? Because the other problem that they're looking out is, again, they have over $2 million in these IRA accounts. And they know, wow, if we die our our son is going to inherit all of this money and now he has to distribute this two million plus dollars and whatever it grows to by the time they distribute it to their son he's going to have to do that over a 10-year period that means we're talking about two or three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollar type distributions it's going to put him their son into the highest tax bracket where it's going to be very challenging for him to navigate that and uncle sam's going to take a big portion of the wealth that they're passing on And so again, they're not using this RMD money that it's kind of excess money. And so what we are doing in the process right now is we are going to go out and look for a life insurance policy and we're looking for a joint life of policy. And what it's going to do is we got some quotes and basically they can put about $30,000 a year into this policy and it's going to pay a death benefit of $1.2 million tax free when both of them have passed away. And again, this is money they didn't need. $30,000 is a lot, again, but $1.2 million is a lot as well. So, you know, you could could do less if your situation was a little bit different. But in their case, their son will have $1.2 million tax-free money to go and pay 100% of the taxes that's going to be due on these IRA accounts. Mm -hmm. And the parents have just been using the RMD amount that they didn't really need. And they are going to be, you know, have have. they now they have a tax strategy of how they're going to pass on 100 percent of this wealth to their son without Uncle Sam taking 30 or 40 percent of it. And so that's a unique situation. It's, you know, a lot of people are not in that situation where they can't just say, I don't need these RMDs, let's do something like this. But there are creative ways, there are strategies that can be implemented in just about anybody's situation where they can be more efficient in the way that they pass on wealth, in the way that they use the money that they have put into these retirement accounts, where they can give Uncle Sam less money, whether it's them or their beneficiaries. And so again, I would tell people, I would strongly encourage people, do not, I mean, everybody just paid their taxes and and so taxes are on our mind, right? We're, we're thinking about that and, and sometimes we literally just throw our hands in the air and are like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. Mm -hmm. And Damon and I's philosophy on that is, yes, there are plenty of things you can do. Now, it may bear fruits a year or two or 10 years down the road with strategies you implement right now, but there are things you can do to keep more of your money and give less to Uncle Sam. And so if if paying taxes this year was a bit of a, uh, you got a little bit of heartburn and it was a pain in the neck and you're you know you're kind of mad at the government right now because they took a big <laughs> chunk of your money, yep. well, let's figure out a better way. Let's figure out a way to be more tax
2: efficient. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why the government is looking at changing some of these laws and things is that we are lacking in tax revenue and we have a national debt that's got to be fixed. And we have the baby boomers who are, who are are now turning 72 and who are around those ages. And a lot of the people that have retired, you know, more so than any other generation have the bulk of their money in these IRAs and 401ks because this is the first generation where the bulk of the people don't have pensions. So these are bigger dollars. The bulk of the wealth has never been taxed. So even if you're not this person who has an extra thirty grand that you don't need, right? But you're looking at taking required minimum distributions coming up and maybe having to take more out than you need, or you're, you know, you're looking at all of these things, there are a lot of things you can do right now to be tax efficient. And we are, just to give you kind of a historical landscape, is we're at the lowest marginal tax rates that we've been in 50, 60 years. So even though, yes, you just paid your taxes, like Matt said, it may have felt like a lot, if we were to take away 10 years and you were looking at paying taxes 10 years ago, you would have paid more on the same income. And it's likely that in the next five to 10 years, you're gonna be paying more on the same income. And so there's opportunities, and it's probably one of the most overlooked pieces of a good retirement plan, whether you're retired or net yet or not, it's looking ahead and saying, how can we be efficient in these taxes? Because at the end of the day, it's about putting more money back in your pocket or your children's pocket, as Matt was saying, if you're going to leave money. And so, but it takes proactive look and understanding the tax landscape to be able to, to, to help someone really plan. Right. And one of the reasons I, I met with a client just recently he has uh, about seven million dollars, and the reason that he's switching, you know, his portfolios had done well, but there was no tax talk, mm-hmm. and half of that money is, is is in an IRA, and there's been several years of missed opportunities to be tax efficient to put money back in his pocket and prepare for the future. And so this is one of the things that Matt and I have done for a long time. And it's really put hundreds of thousands of dollars back in our clients pockets. And, and it's not that we're against taxes, right? I mean, there's two things that are certain in life, and that's death and taxes. And we need to pay our share. And we want our country to work. But we don't have to pay someone else's share. And it's important to take a look at that. Because if you're like most people, the bulk of your retirement wealth is in these taxable accounts that Mm -hmm. are going to be taxed at some point, either by you or your children or grandchildren or whoever. And so let's, as part of your overall retirement plan, let's, let's make sure that you have a good tax plan to be efficient.
0: Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.